Today is April 5th. Opening day is around the corner. The opening day roster is basically set, and Greg Bird is back in pinstripes, baby. Let's talk Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boyd. John Boyd Jake. Recaps galore. Hello and welcome to Talking Yanks brought to you by SeatGeek. My name is Jimmy. I got Jake here and BBD as well. I'm coming to you from my house and Jake is in the studios and BBD also in the studios. Man, the Yankees gave us a lot of talking points here just as the season's about to start up. We have uh, two trades. We have some new faces coming on board. They officially sent some people down to AAA and other people are coming, uh, going to be on the opening day roster. And then I think there's even some others, a new pitch. All the pitchers are throwing called the whirly Beltron is saying, saying stuff about judge that he has to walk back. I mean, just kind of an exciting and sporadic day in, in, uh, days in Yankees world, Jake. Yeah, man, James BBD, everyone live in the chat, exciting times. Like we're, we're basically here, baby. Uh, we're going to be in the Bronx uh, later this afternoon, just drinking it in, drink, drinking. Um, and yeah, I mean, three trades, Jim, including the big David McKay one for the Rays. So uh, we got trades. We got guys making the team. Ron Marinaccio, um, little Marwin. So yeah, man, it's uh, it's nuts. All these, all these little things that if you're an obsessed Yankees fan, uh, like all of you listening are, uh, you know, it just starts to starts to row the boat for this early season. So I, I'm excited. We we got so much going on. Um, if you guys are just juiced up for everything baseball or everything blitzball, we're doing our our blitzball award stream tonight. Is that six thirty or seven, Jimbo? Seven o'clock Eastern. Seven o'clock Eastern tonight. So we're gonna be. If you've been on our blitzball journey with us, enjoy that. If you're a MLB fan and tomorrow night the juices are going to be flowing the night before Christmas um Trevor Plouffe who accurately predicted the World Series to the game he had Braves over Astros the night before the season started uh we are doing a live stream tomorrow night bonus live stream on the Talking Baseball YouTube channel uh that's 6 30 tomorrow uh as Trevor Plouffe tells you who's going to win the World Series so probably be Yanks uh, don't be surprised if it's the Yanks. And then, uh, and then, yeah, Thursday we're going to be live streaming all of opening day. So it's here, man. It's nuts. It's nuts. Let's talk some Yanks, dude. Where do you want to start? I mean, do you want to go cron pod with it? Mm. Do you want to go in the order of the events? Do you want to do all the trades first? I feel like we should do the trades, right? You want to like, start with the negatives first so we end on positives because I know there's some things that we're kind of irked about. Uh, I think the the negative irks, they're not big stuff. Maybe we check them midway and just, we'll, we'll do like a sandwich. We'll do a happy sandwich. Yeah. Um, let's do the trades, man. Uh, cause there's two new guys via trade that'll be on the Yankees roster. Um, we got a catcher and a bullpen guy that, you know, Jim, you don't like to let our Nostradamus flag fly, but you know, there's a, you sniff this one out. I sniffed out which one are you talking about the Abreu trade or the Trevino trade or yes, yes. Yeah, <clears throat> I mean, well, and Joelle, yeah, Joelle. What we're talking? Oh. Got to stay with me. Every other word cuts out, so don't get mad at me if I have to reiterate something. Uh, I, I don't want to take a lot of credit. I think anyone that follows the Yankees as closely as we do and looks at it, like what could have sniffed these trades out. Um, I was a little more bullish on. Joelle need needed to go. Uh, he he offered nothing really to the team because Litke's a lefty, Chapman's a lefty, uh, Wandy's a lefty. Isn't there another lefty that I'm? 
I mean, thinking of right now? J.P. Sears they, now. They got a lot of lefties, and Litke and Wandy can at least get righties out somewhat. And with, with Joely can't get righties out at all. Um, so he, he didn't really have a role on the team with the three batter uh, minimum. So it makes sense. And then, I mean, I was fine with Joely just getting DFA'd, like, and then just eating the money. It just, it made no sense for him to get a roster spot. So for them to trade him for a, a guy who's the same salary, uh, same amount of years, Miguel Castro, who has some upside, that's great for me because I was, I, I thought that Joely might be a DFA and he can go to the whatever the highest bidder on waivers because he just had no spot in the bullpen, in my opinion. So the fact that they get a major league caliber arm who has, who has a lot of upside, he's got heavy sink. He's got a live arm. Uh, he was just really, really wild last year. Like his, his base on balls percentage on his fastball spiked last year. If you look at the, fa- the savant chart. So I think they're thinking they can tap into it. But I was ready for Joely to not make the bullpen for no return. So the fact they got a return in Miguel Castro, I was pleasantly surprised and happy about that situation. Yeah, I mean, Joely would have been a tightrope in today's baseball. With the three batter minimum, you're just putting him in situations where he has to get the lefty, which, by the way, he's really good at that. But if he doesn't, you're then trapped. You are like, it's a strategical problem in current baseball. You're basically flipping a coin. Um with Miguel Castro, this is a guy, people will probably remember him from Baltimore. Pretty gross stuff. Like, he was one of the talented people in the Baltimore bullpen. He went to the Mets. I remember we were a little jealous of that because he does have this untapped potential. Slash tapped. Like, last year, 69 games, a 3-4-5 ERA. Uh, the stuff is gross. And, Jim, you talk about being wild. I, I mean, this guy on paper is the Clay Holmes like copy and paste just with more success. Uh, he's got a gross fastball, a little bit of a slider. And Clay Holmes, if you remember, part of the reason I was worried if a bottom was going to fall out from him, his stats in Pittsburgh, Clay Holmes was wild. He walked guys. When he came over to the Yanks, he didn't do that. So if you use that formula and you can tap into Miguel Castro, this is a guy, he was in the big leagues at 20 He's got a lot of talent. He has high-end potential for this Yankees team that Joely just didn't have. Uh, if Joely did his job, you know, he could have been a nice, got some lefties out, ate an inning here or there. Miguel Castro, if they tap in, he's a high-leverage, gets-guys-out guy. So um, I, I love it. I, I, I love the trade. You're right, the money. The money ends up working out, so you don't really have to worry about that. I was laughing for Joely. We don't sometimes we don't care about baseball players' lives. He the Yankees originally declined his three million dollar option. They re-signed him with two with a trade kicker for five hundred K. So net net net, Joely stays in New York, switches team, and he kind of lost five hundred K, but he did all right, all things considered. You'll get more action because now the and if you're wondering where the Mets did it. They had no lefties in their bullpen. They signed Chase and Shreve to a major Thank league contract you. and Joely. But bef- I mean, Shreve was an NRI yeah. and Joely wasn't on the team. So yes. they had no lefties. They needed lefties. So that's why it works out for them. Uh, with Toronto being all righties and the Red Sox being, I think they are seven of their, uh, you know, nine are righties or maybe six. Um, but like all their, their, they got, they're pretty righty heavy in, in Boston as well. So, it was, like I said, I was ready for Joely to not make the team. Just no return. The fact that you get upside in Castro, as a Yankee fan, if Castro flames out or doesn't get it together, I, I still don't think this is like a bad trade because Joely just didn't have a, a purpose on the team. So I was excited about that one. Oh, they got something back for him. Potential. Um, the other one that affects the opening day roster is Jose Trevino. Um, a, a really well-liked guy around baseball, uh, Taylor Hearn, who's been awesome to the John Boy Media family. That's like his guy. Um, he is your catcher. He is the Yankees catching style. He is a defense, defense, pitch framing, defense catcher. Um, and so, yeah, we, again, like you're saying, Jim, it, it didn't take true Nostradamus stuff. The Yankees needed another catcher. Um, and, and they get a guy, they get another Texas Ranger, 
Um, he's supposed to be a really cool clubhouse guy. I'm actually kind of most excited for that. Hopefully we get some fun Jose Trevino action. But uh, yeah, Yanks get basically the third slash three and a half rotating catchers between Higgy, Ben Rortvet when he's healthy, Jose Trevino, and our guy, Rob Brantley. Yeah, I mean, it's it's more of the same. It's defense first. Um, his pitch framing, which the Yankees love, is like off the charts. Um, Trevino hit in the minors, unlike like word vet. So, like, I think there's a more offensive upside than him, but not incredibly more. All around, one of the one of the better like baseball reputation guys as far as charity work and community work. So it's hard for me to knock him when I know so much of the good things about. Jose Trevino even helped us find that that kid that needed catcher equipment yeah. um, a while back. Worked with worked hand in hand with us finding that kid and getting him geared up. Who was wearing like the cardboard boxes uh, a while ago? Uh, and Higgy's Babe Ruth. So yeah, this is one step better. Where it's like, hey, I, I like Higgy in a platoon because um, at least he's MLB proven to be like good defensively at MLB level. Um, and the offense, it's still not amazing. I think he was good in the shortened season in like a very small window. So, um, and I think he has options too if Rortvet gets hot and they want to do a clean swap there. Or, uh, and Rortvet also only has like 34 AAA games. So, if he's in AAA most of the year, cool. Needs time down there probably anyway. He's young, every passes every sniff test. We. Should see some defense from the catching position this year. Um, and Jimmy, I know we we were lining up the show. I I think we might have something exciting for the people. I think we might be giving out our first award of the year. But but, but I, I want to touch on Abreu on the Trevino side. Okay, touch on Abreu on the Trevino cause, side because he was he was good for us and and that it comes down to and and when we did our PPP on the bullpen and we realized the Yankees just had they had nobody with options in the pen. It was all people that could not go anywhere. And I think we said like a has got to get traded uh, because he's just kind of trapped and they're going to DFA him later on the season. They needed flexibility in the bullpen and they needed a, a backup catcher. So it, it made a lot of sense. And I think that uh, with um, Gallego, Gallegos, Giovanni, like you might, you might see a Brayu go, be really good in Texas. And I think the Yankees understand that risk because he's a live young arm. So I, I, I wish your Brayu uh, best. And if you're a Rangers fan, like I think he's got a lot of potential, uh, especially in the bullpen spot. It was just kind of a, a, a roster crunch need guys, guys, the modern day pitcher, he throws a hunch. Like he, he hasn't had a full opportunity. And we, we talked about his butter knife. He had two blow up appearances last year. And, you know, you might be saying, like, well, Albert Abreu, like, blah, blah, blah. He pitched in 28 games. Like, 26 of Albert Abreu's games last year were a, a solid effort. So, yeah, I, there's a chance that, you know, the Texas Rangers, guess what? He's going to have every opportunity in the world. Like, he's <laughs> – that bullpen ain't it. So, if he, uh, you know, if he has a good April, we might see some Albert Abreu, like, <laughs> ninth inning stuff. For the Rangers. So, hey, wish him luck. Um, I, I did that part of it. Um, there is there is a legitimate chance of that. Yeah. All right, we got a new award, you were saying? Jim, the first award of the year. I mean, I hate to get the talking Yanks people all hot and bothered. It's an award we're going to be doing every month. The Hot Wood Award, Jim. Tell you, Hot Wood, your thoughts. Hot Wood. I like when baseball players foul off a ball. And then the wood gets so hot because they like burnt it a little. And then you see them sniff their sniff. bat and they get that burnt wood smell. A little sniff and a lick. Jim, the hot wood, we're going to start giving out to the Yankees hitter that has the best month. There might be some debates about it. Uh, our first one, we want to test it out for spring training from Roman. Go to getroman.com slash yanks. Um, because if you don't have hot wood, if you got some cold wood, you might want to go to Roman. Um, there's 52% of men ages 40 through 70 that they have problems getting some hot wood. Um, it's a lot. So I would go to getroman.com slash yanks if that's ever happened to you, because you should be ready. They've got two day shipping and it's free. They get you in touch with a licensed professional. 
All you have to do is go to GetRoman.com slash Yanks today, and if you're prescribed, you get $15 off your first month of ED treatment. Make sure you're ready to have the confidence and control this fall. Be Roman ready. GetRoman.com slash Yanks. Jim, the Hotwood Award from Roman. We haven't haven't discussed this. But I think the conversation led us there because I was looking at spring training stats, and Jim, there's a guy in the Yankees that led spring training in home runs. Okay. Do you know who it was? I do. I do. And I have takes on it. We were in the warehouse filming when he hit two. On, on Saturday, and I had a lot of takes on that. I mean, do you want to let them out of your heart, or you want to dance, or what? Kyle Higashioka. Higgy, our guy. Our guy. Hotwood Higgy. Hotwood Higgy. Oh, my God. I was, I was rooting for Max Burt. Yeah. A friend, friend of the program, had a great spring, he but did. we'll give it. You know who also had a great spring? Judge. And that's obvious. I mean, judges' numbers are kind of crazy, but no one, I mean, no one truly cares. I needed Higgy to not hit those two home runs the last day. Really? Yeah. You, you hit four to five home runs in spring. Excited. Mm. You hit seven or more. It's risky. You think he might have overused his hot wood? I think he might. I think I would have liked him to stay at four to five, six to seven. You know, you get a little bit in the Wade Bird spring training hero mode. You do not want to be the unsung spring training hero. It's too many. I mean, I fully get the theory. Um, You know, uh, I have been on a crusade of sorts uh, the last four or five years for almost no reason saying that Kyle Higashioka would be a top five finisher in a Yankees home run derby. I think he's showing that. Um, uh, My guy hit some ding-dongs this spring. And happy for him, man. I mean, imagine, I guess, you know, I I genuinely understand what you're saying. Like, you can kind of overuse your juice sometimes in in spring training. And it's, it's very much like... Obviously, it's a good thing. Right. I, I guess. Tongue in cheek. It's very tongue in cheek. There's something there, but not anything. But at the same time, if Higgy, if Higgy had an awful spring, then things would be a real conversation. And we would be deep diving into Trevino and Rortvet. Higgy's very comfortable for us. We kind of know what to expect. Um, like the pitch framing, the defense, and he's going to run into a couple homers here and there. And guess what? Like from the catcher position, that's <laughs> that's kind of what any team around baseball outside of the stud catching teams ask for. So um, I'm excited. I, I do feel like you're right, like with that spring training stuff for people that kept tabs on it. He kind of needs to hit a homer in the first two series just to be like, oh, Higgy had a nice spring and there's a home run. Like, you kind of can't let the conversation get to, oh, Higgy had a nice spring, and now, uh, you know, seven games in, he hasn't gotten one. Yeah. Or, like, whatever. Spring training doesn't matter. I'm glad Higgy's swinging the bat well. He, he, he talked to JD about his swing, and, and you know, we got a lot. Of, we got Higgy, and, and we got uh, uh, Izzy. Higgy and Izzy. Higgy and Izzy. Izzy Pop, Higgy Pop. We got them both uh, on the new swing train. So, Higgy gets the Hotwood Award. Judge was close behind him. Judge was close behind him. He's got, that guy's got Hotwood. If we did a full ranking, he's probably second. But Yanks had a lot of of good hitting this spring. Everybody was hitting. Kind of too much. Higgy. you're saying. Higgy, last three years, a 665 OPS. Again, that, that shouldn't get you too jazzed up. But when you compare it to catchers, it's not bad. He hit 10 homers last year. Let's get a 12, 15, 40, some in that range. Sure. I mean, there will not be a world where I'm judging Higgy's season based on the home runs he hits, but oh, sure. Don't tell him that. 40 oh, well. home- 
40 homer season? I will tell him that. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. Where should we go next, Timbo? Uh, because, I mean, do we mention let's this? Go, let's go sour so we can end happy. Well, let's, sh- let's finish the trades. David McKay from the Rays. He's 27. Um, he, he's got Matt Blake Project written all over him. He throws a two-seamer, and I think his curveball has good spin, too. So, um, Don't trust anything that happens here. Don't like it at all. Right. Don't trade with the Rays. It's don't trade with the Rays. Um, two things happened here. Ray said, hey, we don't have room for David McKay in our roster. Um, trying to find a home for him. We think he deserves to be on our roster. You interested? Yanks say, yes, we'll take him. What do you want for him? They say, $1. You say, no, you're up to something. Not into it. Option two, Yankees reach out to the Rays, say, hey, we're looking for a reliever. Uh, you guys got a lot over there. We like David McKay. Uh, what would you like? What would you like in return for David McKay? They say, uh, $1. You say, oh, never mind. We'll go to another team and keep looking. Hmm. Sorry for insulting you. But you don't trade with the Rays. And when the price is $1, sums up. I've read The Art of War. This is the biggest head game the Rays have ever played with the Yankees. And will lead to some form of sabotage. And I just don't understand how they don't understand you don't trade with the race. And that was the David McKay trade. Um, Jimmy, so opening day, they've, we've now announced some of the roster. Booney was just doing it uh, in a presser. We have some, some kind of cool, some fun ones in the back of the bullpen. A couple guys uh, making the, the big league club. Um, I, I think the bigger conversation, and like you said, we want to get a couple sour grapes out of the way. Uh, Tim Locastro. Uh, option to AAA. The Yankees are going to start a year with a three, three-man three bench, which is really a two-man bench um, because that includes the backup catcher. So Marwin Gonzalez has made the team, the switch-hitting, versatile infield outfielder. That is not a shocker. And he looked solid this spring, although, again, Hoodie Glaber will tell you his past couple years have not been good. Um, and then the other bench option, which will... We'll find out in 48 hours, 40 hours, uh, will be one of the infielders. It'll be Glaber or DJ or uh, other that that would shock us. Um, But that is your full bench to at least start the season. It's kind of the definition of Yankees funny business. They're bringing 16 pitchers with the expanded rosters to start the season. And uh, if if we're just being honest and straight up, it just felt like Tilo... um, for one of these back-end bullpen guys, it would have been nice to have Timmy Locastro, a major league outfielder with speed, on your bench to start the season. Yeah, I mean, this this bugs me more than it should. In the long run, it doesn't mean anything. In three days, they can call Tilo up and, and send a pitcher down. But it's just... Um... It's just more where the analytics team, the Yankees, don't care about the mindset of a player at all. And then even analytics, like how much did they love Wade off the bench last year down the stretch? They they told Wade, we're not starting you because we value you off the bench to steal a bag or score from second in close games too much. I know it's April and it's not September, but you can use Tilo to do that every single game. Why the fuck do you need 16 pitchers? And then like from a mindset, how much better does it go for like Tilo or whoever else to like make the opening day roster and be utilized and be part of that rather than, you know, puts, put a dude up who you're going to DFA or send back. I don't know. It's just, it's just kind of stupid for stupid sake. Like three man bench, dude, you're kind of just posturing. I'm being honest. You're kind of just posturing. You're kind of just telling everyone that you, Oh, we got 16 pitchers. We only need you just I don't know. It like I said, it bugs me more than it should. In the grand scheme of things, this isn't a big deal at all. And it's just like fucking put Tilo on the team. Get yourself reserves in case someone gets hurt. Get yourself a pinch runner or uh or whatever or a defensive replacement in center field cuz right now you don't have one. 
and and just be normal. You're not the fucking Rays. Don't trade with the Rays. Don't try to be the Rays. This is annoying. It's it's just one of those places where like you just sit back and go, oh, you guys think you're so smart. Ugh. It's it's the definition of micromanaging, uh, it, literally to a T. Um, and yeah, man, there's a couple moving parts here. I I know we mentioned it briefly, and I guess I'm always scared people are going to come in hot. Tyler Wade, uh, like you mentioned, a kind of why isn't he on this team? Uh, I think he would have made the same, if not less, than Marwin. And I think he, at this point of his career, I think he plays better defense. That's kind of a whole nother conversation. We have all these big guys. We lived in fear of Giancarlo Stanton playing defense last year. Judgy, big Aaron Judge, keeping him off his feet. Uh, Hicksy's making his way back. Like, let's say we have a beautiful opening day blowout. Awesome. Giancarlo Stanton comes up in the eighth inning and hits a double. He's going to be running the bases when we've we've treated him in bubble wrap, like, and we could have... A great opportunity for Tilo to come in and get guys off their feet. How often did we talk about the Yankees being in tight games and how it would have been nice to rest some pitching or get Aaron Judge off his feet, who is our backup center fielder as of right now with no Tim Locastro. So, yeah, it, it just, again, it's a small thing that we're a little hot about, but it's, hey, the season's coming, and it's it just, it's a step too far. Marwin does do the corner outfielders and that, specific example but it means it won't be judge getting extra rest which is something you'd want right it's just like people in the chat are like the pitchers aren't going to go the full distance like duh guys that's why they expanded the you rosters. don't need you don't need like they, they have a bullpen that you don't need like all right no offense to ron marinaccio or even clark schmidt and because clark schmidt should be starting and getting reps you don't they're, they're not going to use all those guys. They could bulk every day and still not need this many bullpen arms. So either there's another move coming at the last second uh, that we don't know about, or I, but I don't know. But it, again, whatever. We're overthinking it. It's too small. But it's just like, why are you being weird just to be weird? It, Fucking get a deep bench. It's silly. We've had, all right, so the Yankees have had an injury. In the first week of the season, three years running? Always. Always. Like the first four days, we've had a season-ending injury. Three out of the last five years. Yeah. And it's not a pitcher. Right? I mean, Andujar was four days in in 2018. Andujar, Drury. um, Tulo. Tulo. Well, else we got 2020 was weird. Either way, the case is valid. Um, it's just silly. They expanded the rosters in theory to give everybody just two free bullpen spots for this reason, and then they still took one more. Right. Like they they that, went, when and the the new option rule where you can only send a guy down that doesn't start till May. Like they don't start counting those, so you could do they could have done shuttle funny business, which yeah sucks for those players, but. They could have done that and navigated it. Sucks for Tilo. Sucks for Tilo. Sucks for Tilo. Drury was eight days in 2018. Um, Tula was one, two, three, four, five, six days in 2019. In 2020, did we have anyone? I mean, it's a weird year. Was we? I think Andujar was three days in 20. Uh, 19 as well. Yeah, it was three days in 2019. Greg Bird foot. We'll talk about that. Yeah, man. It's uh, it, it just seems a step too far. Um, and I I will say so. I I think that's out. Um, the Yankees are placing a couple bets on the bullpen, and there are some fun stories there. So I think we should talk about that. Um, and if you want to make some bets coming up on opening day. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook. It's an official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. How about that? You can bet $5 on any team to win, and you get $200 in free bets if they do. If you believe Garrett is going to do it on opening day, bang biscuit. Uh, we saw. I think the Atlanta has the best, uh, the best odds. $5 to win $200. They've got their free-to-play pool. 
pools. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code JOMBOY. Bet just $5 and win $200 in free bets if your team wins their game. That's promo code JOMBOY at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. 21 plus restrictions apply. MLB trademarks used with permission. See show notes for details. Um, check out the disclaimer below. Uh, Jimmy, these extra guys in the bullpen, um, you know, there there is a crew that was locked. Chapman, Laza, Chad, Clay, Wandy, Miguel Castro, Lucas Litke. There's four guys after that. A couple we thought would be locks or should be locks, depending how they stretch them out or use the season. Michael King, our king, my king. Uh, Clark Schmidt, who's an interesting conversation. Booney just said he stretched out to 70. He, he's kind of the potential piggyback blowout guy as of now. Uh, another lefty, J.P. Sears, uh, makes the team. And then the new pride of town, River, Tom's Rivers, Ron Marinaccio. Uh, you know, we asked Todd Frazier for the scouting report. He said a lot of heart uh, if he's from Tom's River. So uh, those are the four guys that are in the back of the bullpen, at least to start the season with the expanded rosters. Say those last things again. Those are the four guys in the bullpen to start the season with the expanded rosters. Yeah, J.P. Sears and Marinaccio came out of nowhere. Benuelos really seemed like he deserved the spot. Um, And then Clark Schmidt, I was really surprised that they put him on because uh, he's he's got a lot of promise as a starting pitcher, and I thought they'd want to keep him down to get reps. Um. Or heel seems like he will be a reliever when push comes to shove eventually. And yeah, but but again, it doesn't really matter. But uh good for JP Sears and Ron Marinaccio. See how long it lasts. They yeah, man. I mean they they made the MLB team. It's as cool as it gets for I mean, especially Sears and Marinaccio. Schmidt's an interesting one. What what was the quote, BBD? You know? Like the Boone, Boone thing. quote, yeah. They they said he was stretched out for seventy to seventy five. I think right now seems like they're gonna piggyback him off Nestor unless a blowout happens. So yeah, I, I mean Schmidt's your best bet because you're right, Jim. I think they want to keep him stretched out. I think Clark Schmidt has a a fifty sixty pitch day in in one of the first series of the year, and then they probably send him back down to actually start. Um, and then yeah, I mean we'll see what goes on with. With Sears and Marinaccio, if you're a Yankees deep cut person, you've you've heard these names before. Uh, you know, Marinaccio got 40, man. J.P. Sears was a trade, right? Um, I think he came from Seattle, something like that. I forget how they acquired him, but it was some sort of... I think he was also... Did, pretty, you, did you hear... Did you hear Boone's quote about Sears? Um, I don't know. You tell me. This is where I just that that the Yankees just I forgot like the season is starting, and uh, all right, hold on. Apparently, he elaborated on this, so let me just make sure I'm up to date. Uh, okay. So this is this is weird. So Boone told J.P. Sears he made the team, right? And J.P. Sears told Meredith that, or the Yes Crew. And everyone was celebrating for him, and it was happy for him. J.P. Sears made the team. They interview Boone after that and say, hey, Sears told us, you told him he made the team. And Boone said he's likely on the roster. We'll see how the next 24 hours unfold. It's like, what? But, but he just told us that you told him. Yeah. And I mean, that's the length of Boone just never giving an answer to a question ever goes. Like, you just told the kid he made the team, but you won't tell that to us, even though he told it to us. And I just forgot how the media works in the Yankees land and how much, like, you will just never hear a straightforward answer. I don't Boone. It's so weird. Hoodie Glaber quote tweeted and was like, Boone won't even tell us a decision that he's already made. And then I guess he clarified it that said something may happen with the 40 man spot. Um, 
But then, I mean, if if something may happen on the 40 man to bump Sears off the opening day roster, you shouldn't have told him he was on it. So I don't know. What weird vibes the whole this whole like roster crunch has been. Yeah, yeah. And that's the other thing that's tied to this that we'll see if anything happens is the the triple A season does start today, which normally it starts like two weeks in, a week into the major league season. So maybe there's some weird funny business we don't understand around that. We'll see. Um but yeah, and just, you know, to to tell people, because you you may be seeing them, uh Ron Marinaccio had a monster year last year across double A and triple A, sixty six point one innings. 105 strikeouts, so, you know, maybe that guy's got some juice, a Jersey guy. Uh, and then J.P. Sears, he was uh, starting and relieving uh, 18 starts last year, um, and he actually crushed AAA. He had a 2.87 ERA with 53.1 innings, so uh, we'll see what it all really means uh, as it comes through. I mean, congrats to those guys making the team, and congrats to the Yankees on Getting the funny business started early. Yeah. Yeah. We love that. Um, any other roster stuff? I mean, we touched on Marwin. Do we need anything else there? No. I'm really excited by the starting nine. The lineup? Yeah. I'm, re- I'm, I'm genuinely like spring training. Hopefulness has like come full circle. Um, I do think they're better than they were last year. Not a, not as not as good as they could have been, but uh, uh, I mean I'm all in on Donaldson and Rizzo. I've kind of like I fully. I think the team identity is much better, and I'm hoping we see that in the first two series. I agree. Like, I, I like when I watch games and they show Donaldson around the clubhouse and chirping and talking and even the way he swings and runs the bases. And it's just like a, a, a different vibe. And Voight kind of brought that, but then he was injured a lot. So hopefully Donaldson doesn't get injured. I like Rizzo as like the calm steady. And then we got the aggressive uh, guy. Uh, Judge, I think, is going to go fucking off this year. Mm. Contract year, fighting with the Yankees right now. I think it's going to be like a, he got that Jeter in him. I think he's going to be like, I'm going to fucking show you guys what I'm worth. I'm getting very amped up. I'm believing in upside uh, on the lineup big time. Yeah, it's it's that time of year. You're right. Donaldson and Rizzo kind of have like, the new parent uncle vibes on the team, like depending how you label like judge um, Rizzo, the calm one Donaldson will get hot on you. If you need it, the way he pimps home runs is really cool. Yankee fans are going to love that. Um, and in genuine way, not, not to get you riled up is, is that balloon going to be popped? How hard is the balloon going to be popped? If DJ's not in the opening day lineup. Big time if DJ is not starting. I'll just be mad. I'll just be mad that we're doing funny business season and not starting our best player season. They're facing a righty, right? Uh, they should be. It's Evaldi, right? Yeah. Hicks shouldn't start. They should do the lineup that, that BBD told us that he thinks they should do. Because um, righty Hicks should not be starting over Glaber or DJ. Well, it's lefty. It's righty facing a lefty. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait. All wrong, then. Whatever, still. DJ should start. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. Everyone's tweeting out. People are doing this. Tweeting out calling DJ a bench player. So then their responses are people saying, like, he's not a bench player. And they're like, well. And it's like, well, then don't say it. He's not. So, yeah, that is, it's, it's, it's irking me. Okay. Well, we'll find out. It won't, it won't really bug me. I do think if I do think they're going to, I'm excited for the pitcher, the catcher spot, just being a pinch hitter spot. Like, I, I think that's kind of like going to be a fun thing. If it works out I pinch hitting is very hard, but like it also limits the bench incredibly. So I guess they're not going to do that. If they only have, a, they're not going to do that. Cause they only have a three person bench. These f- no backup shortstop. Funny business. It's Yankees funny business. Why you have a three-person bench? 
why would you do a three-person bench when you don't have any offensive catchers? And if it's a big spot and the catcher's up, you should pinch hit a guy on the bench and then bring in the backup catcher, but then you're going to fucking use two people on your bench, which is two-thirds of your bench, because you're not using a four-person bench, which every team should fucking use. Yankees, funny business season, think they're so smart, do dumb shit. Yankees, funny business season, think they're so smart, do dumb shit. Just be normal. Just be normal, please. And there's five minutes for Yankees fans to feel the emotions of opening day. We've got a uh, Jim. We got a few more things we got to chew through. I mean, some cr- they're gonna make another move. They, uh, they can't be that. They can't be that dumb. Greg Bird sighting, uh, Judge extension. If we want to go here, the the Whirly Jim, and that's all from our friends at SeatGeek. People, people, baseball's here. Baseball's happening. Uh, go to SeatGeek. Get yourself some tickets you get $20 off tickets at SeatGeek with promo code yanks uh, if you don't know what SeatGeek is I mean come on people Your ticketing app makes buying tickets super easy you're going to games full house opening day uh and they do concerts and other stuff but I mean let's let's go watch the yanks babe um and it's backed up every ticket is backed up by their buyer guarantee so you can shop for tickets with confidence uh They've got the hookup. We've got the hookup. It's code YANKS, $20 off tickets at SeatGeek. Uh, $20 off your first purchase with promo code YANKS. Make sure you click the link in the description to download the app. Uh, HTTPS, I love saying that sometimes. SeatGeek.onelink.me. Oh, my God. That's the link in the description. Just go check it out. Thanks, SeatGeek. Um, Where do you want to go, Jim? They're going to sign Gardner or do something. Okay. Make mo- make room on the 40-man, bring Benuelos up. Like, I don't... This... There's got to be something going on. Oh, Jim. It's hours before opening day. Aaron yeah. Judge extension. Aaron Judge captain. Brett Gardner signing. Roll the ball out there. Uh, I, I, I do think they're saving like the judge announcement for opening, opening day. Uh, unless it's not happening. Judge says it's a strict opening day limit. Um, there's rumors that the Yankees made their offer. Beltron, uh, spoke on the air, acting like it was already signed. I mean, we reached out to people we know and said like, Hey, what was that? And they said he truly just spoke out of turn. Uh, and just like didn't say the word I hope. I don't buy that. I mean, I'll just be very honest. I mean, I I trust the people that we ask, and you should probably buy it. I'm a cynical person, but the way Beltron said it, he at least knows what the Yankees offered via rumor. Maybe he does. Maybe maybe he forgot that Judge didn't sign it because he says a sentence there that's like. Uh, for the Yankees to extend him for that long means they really believe in him and will build around him. So maybe he spoke at a turn and his hope is that judge accepts it. But I, 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 you can't get me to believe he doesn't know more than the public about the offer being made. Yeah, and it's uh, I think the f- the part that might make it really really funny. I mean, if in the next forty eight hours there's a judge extension, we're like, hey, Beltran, you had it. Like, let's be honest. If they don't, which we haven't really thought about, it becomes a whole nother conversation because Judge has adamantly said, like Aaron Judge after that game gave an amazing Aaron Judge press conference where he's like, ha ha. Uh, he laughed it off and, you know, just brushed it off the shoulder in the best Aaron Judge way. But he also said at the end of that statement, he was like, the deadline is opening day. So if we get to opening day and, and they throw that first pitch and there is no Aaron Judge contract extension announcement, now all of those emotions, everything we felt, we were here in the office, we were recording, we came out, and everyone was like, wait, Judge? Judge? Did Beltran just say that? Is that real? And then... If opening day gets here and it's not, um, that's going to be a totally different feeling in the pit of the stomach um, and kind of changes the dynamic of this whole year. So 
Um, I'm with you, Jim. I mean, the way Beltran delivered it, it's like, what's up, <laughs> dude? It doesn't happen. You can't say all of that if there's nothing. Um, hey, maybe it was one of the weirder gaffes all time, and and it'll go as a bizarre note of the season. But yeah, I I don't know. Yeah, I suppose there's yeah. like a chance of like his because it's in season arb hearings this year with lockout stuff like. Like, there's a world where it can still happen after opening day. Obviously, judges said opening day because the fake deadlines are how things work in baseball. But just good for him. Everything's weird. They got to go to ARB, which is July or something. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and then Greg Bird's in AAA. So expect to see him for a game or two and uh, in, in, in the Yankees this year. Craig Bird, I, I got all my thoughts out via Twitter. Um, you know, I know playing-wise, he left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. Um, some weird injury stuff. I mean, go look into it. Um, and, I mean, Voight straight out, out hit him, outplayed him. Um, it goes back to one of our favorite sayings here at Talking Yanks. Root for guys in pinstripes. If and when Greg Bird gets the call this year, root for that guy hard to find the porch a couple times. Let's have a couple moments. Because, um, man, you talk about full circle and, you know, life finds a way. Greg Bird back at AAA for the Yankees. And they, they needed some first base step. Their, their only guy we right now. We talked about that. Their only guy is Ronald Guzman right now, another Texas Ranger. Are you fucking kidding me, Cash? Um so uh, we will see. I mean, as the injury train uh, begins, whenever it does this Yankee season, uh, Greg Bird will be on call at some point, and and let's hope he finds finds a porch a couple times for the Yankees. And he was an OG, nice to us guy. So we, I admit we have some bias there. He was really good at AAA last year. Yeah, he had a nice year. Whatever. Uh, Jim, and I think the final thing, unless I'm missing anything, and you know, this is this ties into some toe in the slab with David Cohn and Shackle. They've been they've been talking about this. The Whirly. Uh Whirly. Some fun stuff going on. Uh Lindsay Adler uh with a great article on it. Uh Jim, you're kind of my whirly guy, so I'll I'll let you run. Uh, it's like a new slider type pitch the Yankees are throwing. Other other teams call it a swerve, but it's dude, it's like a science article. So I was kind of like halfway. I was like, fuck this. Right. It's like uh, there's some term they're using, like seam break, science word, seam shifted wake, seam shifted wake. Yeah, yeah. Where I I understand the other term they say like Cole slider is a bullet slider, just tight tight spin, but this one they think like you shift the seams and then it, it like, it like, like awake in the ocean, I guess like turns back. I don't know, but they're all throwing it. And it started with, uh, Waldachuk, the big deet and what sessing. What's his name? Wesneski. Wesneski in the minors who had great years. And then Nestor said he threw it in 2020 and, um, he couldn't figure it out for like a month or so. And then finally got it. So, uh, you see Sevy throw it now. You see Luizaga throw it now. They hold it just like a two-seam fastball, but then throw it like a slider. I, I believe like um, like Corbin Burns' cutter and Lance Lynn's cutter are like that as well. Because I know Pitching Ninja always jokes about Lance Lynn's cutter. Like, yeah, he's throwing all fast ba- fastballs up there, except that cutter, which is just a slider. She throws 30% uh, of the time, basically. Yeah. So, you know, pitches and, and and names are all just nonsense anyway. So um, it's like a loopier slider. So it's like a slurve, swerve. They're calling it the whirly. I like that they have a name for it and that they're like, it's like an identity in the pitching staff. So it was, it's a good article. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of talking about it just because it's too sciencey for me. Uh, I did enjoy the article. So Lindsay Adler wrote it on The Athletic. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. uh I mean, Nestor Cortez has always been throwing a whirly, just nobody's told him. Um, I mean, that's what happened there. Yeah, for Nestor, it's cool. They talked about how, like, when he goes sidearm, his fastball is, like, four feet of run, but it's just horizontal because it's just a fastball. And then this pitch has a bunch of, you know, top to bottom. 
So he's covering a lot of the quadrants with just two pitches. And then he does have some other pitches and other stuff. So I don't know if you're pitching nerd uh, or you just want to understand the dynamics of it. And if you know anything about like science, you'll, you'll grasp it better than I do. If you like science, you're going to like that. Um, I think that's kind of it, Jimmer. Um, anything else we need to get out? We'll be, uh, we're live streaming Thursday for, uh, the Yankees game. If you watch the Blitzball stuff, uh, tonight we're doing an award show, uh, Cy Young, MVP, best moment, best hair. We're announcing the winners. Um, two subscribers are getting a thousand dollars each. Two are getting Blitzball sets. We're talking about the future plans of the warehouse and future leagues and future games. Uh, tomorrow night on Talking Baseball channel, we're doing the live stream where Trevor's going to give his prediction for the World Series since last year he got it correct down to the, the game. And uh, on opening day, if it's not rained out on Thursday, we'll be live streaming uh, all day from our office in uh, the new office in our new live stream lounge. And you can watch with us and, and all of that. I do want to say to the people that are still listening now, obviously opening day uh, and opening weekend got shifted on us and sprung upon us. So Jake and I both have weddings. So if it gets rained out and opening day is Friday, I think we're both on plane travel days flying to weddings. I'll be at a wedding uh, Saturday and then Sunday I fly home. I land at first pitch against the Red Sox. So we'll be doing the first recap stream. I'll be home. I don't know where you'll be, um, but it's a little messy for now. We would love to do the first series against opening day series, but uh, it's supposed to be last week. So we had weddings. We're good. There's, there's going to be content. You guys know us by now. Um, there's one more PPP that comes out tomorrow. It's a big one. Um, you might be able to do the math on that. Um, and yeah, guys, I mean, the, the off season's over. It's Yankees regular season time. Uh, always, uh, a thank you. A thank you. Another, pardon my French, another fluffing weird off season. Um, and there should be more routine and regularly regularity coming forward between a CBA and, uh, hopefully, uh, no more pandemics coming up. Uh, so thank you guys. Uh, we love you. We'll see you soon. First recap <laughs> Sunday night. Red Sox. Oh my God. Go Yanks. Tom Grams. Go Yankees. Red Sox. Yankees. Red Sox.